0: Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. Sleep, that thing we all do every day, is an important tool to remain healthy, but too many of us neglect it. Do that for too long and it can be damaging. Cliff Mertens sits down with Dr. Nancy Behrens, a Novant Health sleep medicine specialist, to discuss how sleep helps you whether you're a teenager or a senior, tips on sleeping better, and how to tell if you're getting enough sleep. You can find stories like this and hundreds of others by searching Novant Health and Healthy Headlines. Thanks for listening.
1: Dr. Behrens, in a nutshell, how can sleep help my mind and my body?
2: Yeah, so sleep is important for both your brain and your body. Um, When we're sleeping, we go through different sleep stages. During those different stages, different hormones are released that affect our body and help it to repair. Um, Our brain consolidates memories when we sleep and we're even learning about how during sleep, our brain flushes away toxins.
1: What about people who say, some almost wear it as a badge of pride. I only need five hours of sleep, I'll power through with You know, two Red Bulls or a cup of coffee—I mean, a pot of coffee—the next day. Mm. Eventually, that's a losing proposition. You can't do that forever, can you? What sort of effect does that have if you chronically sleep less than you should?
2: Yeah, most adults do need seven to nine hours of sleep. Um, There are some people that are called short sleepers, and they seem to get enough with six hours of sleep. Mm. So. But if you're not getting enough sleep chronically, um, it can affect your mental health, people have more depression, Um, people are sleepy during the day, you're probably not functioning as well as you could at work, you're probably not a very safe driver. Um, You're scaring me. (laughs) (laughs) We're even finding that going forward, people have a higher risk of obesity and even dementia.
1: How do you know what your exact number is? When can you tell, you hit? am I a seven, am I an eight, do I need an occasional nine?
2: Yeah, if you um, if you find that you're pretty rested during the day, you don't require excessive caffeine, then you're probably getting enough sleep for you.
1: What about people, teenagers? We want to send them to school real early. We want them to do a lot of stuff, stay up late at night doing your homework. Their natural incl- inclination a lot of times is to do that. They need a lot more sleep and a lot different reasons than other people talk about teenagers and how sometimes it hurts them to miss sleep
2: yeah so teenagers um, most teenagers need probably nine to ten hours of sleep a night Um, eight hours would be the minimum and there have been studies that have shown that 60 percent of teenagers get less than eight hours of sleep on school nights so Hmm. most of them are sleep deprived and that leaves them feeling sleepy probably not doing as well in class again probably not real safe drivers which is scary Um, and it can leave them feeling irritable and depressed as well.
1: What about, isn't it a myth, I'm going to catch up on the weekend, I abuse myself Monday to Friday, but on Saturday I'm going to sleep 11 hours and all will be good with my mind and my body. Is that right?
2: So that's not right. Okay.
1: (laughs) Didn't think so. So
2: um, unfortunately, that means that five out of the seven days, you're sleep deprived. So for the most part, you are sleep deprived and you're not um, getting your brain and your body what what you need. Mm.
1: Talk about some of the problems that seniors face with sleeping. I know, you know, waking up too much, bathroom breaks, whatever. How does sleep affect you as you get older?
2: So many people, as they get older, they get a bit less sleep. Um, They tend to wake up more easily. They may wake up earlier in the morning. Um, Many older people also have other health conditions that interrupt their sleep, like arthritis. You might wake up with discomfort or other health conditions as well.
1: Is a power nap in the afternoon good? Is is a 20-minute nap? I have a sister-in-law who does 20-minute power naps, and it takes me that long to get my pillow comfortable. (laughs) But she claims that it works. She wakes up, and she's good to go. Explain that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A power nap can be very helpful. Most of us do have like a dip in energy and alertness in the early afternoon and that would be the classic siesta time if we lived in a country that would allow us to do that. So, um, But you just don't want the nap to be too late or too long. So 20 minutes early afternoon is perfect. If you're taking a really long nap or it's later in the day, sometimes that affects your sleep at night.
1: We're also now becoming more and more of an electronic society. People are holding phones, watch, we watch TV till the wee hours because there's a million channels. Same with your phone. Couple of tips for people to improve their sleep, getting rid of the uh, technology as nighttime approaches.
2: Yeah, so I would say you know do away with screen time in the hour before bed at least. So that means don't check your phone another time. Don't use your phone or a tablet to to relax you to fall asleep at night. Don't play video games before bed. And when you wake up overnight, don't check your phone. Um, So no cell phones, computer, tablet, video games in the hour before bed or overnight. And we have found that these devices, the the screens are bright and they're so stimulating. So it really makes it hard for you to, to fall asleep and to stay asleep.
1: How important is temperature in your bedroom for sleep?
2: Yet your, your bedroom temperature should be comfortably cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's too warm, that can really affect your sleep as well.
1: Is if is there such a thing as too cold? I mean, obviously not being completely uncomfortable, but it, it's good to get under a blanket, right?
2: Yeah, most mm-hmm. people like it cool. It's always, I, I always hear from so many couples who really vary about what how they're comfortable. So that can be a challenge if one person is too cold and one person's too warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to work out what works for you. But uh, for the most part, Um, Having it a bit cooler, although not uncomfortably cool, is better for sleep.
1: To me, it's almost like a tripod, a health tripod. Diet, exercise, and sleep, I think, becomes the third tripod that people sort of don't pay as much attention to, at least in my circles. And you can diet like crazy, and you can work out like an Olympian, but if you're not getting sleep, it sort of negates what you're doing on those other avenues. Do you find that people often cut back on the sleep part if they have to give up on something or, or they neglect something, maybe even not intentionally, but they just do?
2: Yeah, I, I do think that um, a, a lot of times we don't value sleep as we should. And, and as you said, it's an integral part of, of being a healthy person, of being physically and mentally healthy, of as functioning as at your top um, as well as you can. So allowing enough time for sleep is really just a basic part of being healthy and and being as good as you can be.
1: Three quick tips on how to be a better sleeper. Tell me what I can do tonight when I go home. Just three basic things.
2: So bedroom, dark and quiet. Um, You know, even if we don't want the TV on, that's for sure. But if you have other little lights around from appliances and gadgets, cover them up. Um, Avoid caffeine after 2 p.m. and that includes sodas, teas, even chocolate. So,
1: Mm, okay, (laughs) (laughs) one more.
2: And then being, just being active and getting outside during the day. A lot of us do tend to be inside a lot, either if we're inside just at home or at work. And if you're a sedentary and looking at screens all day, that actually can affect your sleep at night.
1: What, What sort of advances are being made in sleep study? I know we have, Novant Health has sleep um, centers where you can, if you have a problem, you can be measured overnight. What sort of advances are we making medically in sleep study?
2: Yeah, we have our in-lab sleep studies. Um, Then sometimes we'll use that depending on what we're diagnosing. For some people, for sleep apnea or other breathing issues, um, conditions like narcolepsy um, would would go into the sleep lab. For many people, if we're looking at sleep apnea, um, we could do a home sleep test, and that's a little device that you would bring home with you, sleep with it for one or two nights, and then bring it back.
1: And that would measure...
2: That measures your, um, your breathing, your oxygen level, the airflow, and then your effort to breathe. Um, there's a belt around the chest that measures your breathing effort.
1: So that would qualify as to whether you need maybe a CPAP therapy?
2: Yes, for many people we can make the diagnosis of either sleep apnea or not sleep apnea with that, and then if they require a CPAP, we could order a machine for them.
1: How about anxiety and sleep? It's easy, it's easy to just get caught up in not turning your brain off. How could you, any suggestions on how to deal with that as my head hits the pillow and I think of the 48 things I need to do tomorrow?
2: Yeah, that is such, that's one of the most common problems that that people say they just can't stop their brain. Um, I think a few things, um, learning how to relax, you know, however that works for you. Just doing deep breathing exercises where you focus on your breathing. Um, And then being aware that if your mind drifts off, that's okay, you don't have to get frustrated and say it didn't work, just bring your brain back and then just focus on your breathing again. So that's the most basic, but people can do whatever works for them as a relaxation exercise like Some that. people
1: breathe, some take a warm bath, some Yeah, taking meditate. a warm
2: bath, any of those things are, are great to do. Um, also taking a little time during the day to sit down and maybe write out a list of what you need to do or if something's been bothering you, maybe write about it, what's bothering you and maybe some solutions. But take a little time earlier in the day to, to think about that and to get it out so that When you're lying in bed at night it's not the first time all this stuff comes up for your mind
1: good point don't don't turn that into a meeting that's right (laughs) you a good sleeper
2: i am i am (laughs) i have to admit i do wake up a little bit more i wake up a couple of times briefly overnight and i did it when i was younger so that is kind of a change just as we get a little older Mm -hmm. Um, but i do really practice what i preach i have it very dark i do the breathing exercises and i find that if i do wake up i usually get back to sleep pretty easily um, I also allow eight hours for sleep during the week.
1: There you have it. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Barons.
2: Thank you.
0: If you dozed off during this podcast, perhaps you aren't getting enough sleep. Seriously, though, sleep is as important for your health as diet and exercise are. Committing yourself to the correct amount, it could be seven hours or upwards of nine, will no doubt keep you sharp the next day and healthier every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Headlines. Don't forget to rate or review us and subscribe to us and all the Novant Health podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen. Until next time, thanks for listening.